This is the FCB Radio Network, home of the best personalities and where real talk lives. Online at fcbradio.com. FCB. They freed us all from tyranny. We stand for things for liberty. And they fought so we would be America, land of the Welcome back to the Growing Patriot Podcast, American History for Kids. I'm your host, Amelia Hamilton. This week, we're going to start digging into what is really in the Constitution. One of the most important things the Constitution had to do was determine what kind of a government America would be. We'd had a king for an awfully long time, and that did not work out. So what did we want another monarchy? They decided that we would be a republic. The Constitution says, The United States shall guarantee to every state in this union a republican form of government and shall protect each of them against invasion and on the application of legislature or of the executive when the legislature cannot be convened against domestic violence. But what in the world does that mean? In this episode, we're going to be joined by our friend Jay Cost, who will tell us all about it. I am a a scholar at the American Enterprise Institute, which is a think tank. It's based in Washington, D.C. I don't live in Washington, D.C. I live outside of Pittsburgh, uh, and I also teach high school social studies at a small Christian school about 30 miles outside of the city. Uh, And I got my start um, in the early 2000s writing about campaigns and elections. But about 10 years ago, I started writing um, books about history and the relationship uh, between American history and the ideals of our founding. Uh, And I I ended up, that's what I got my PhD in. And I've written now four books. The last one I wrote was a biography of James Madison, um, who was known as the father of the Constitution. And I'm writing a book right now called, uh, I'm not sure if this is gonna be the final title, but right now I'm calling it How the Constitution Works. Um, And it's really meant for college students and people who are interested in thinking a little bit deeper about why the Constitution is set up the way it is. Yeah. And that's why you are such a a perfect guest for today. As we start to dig in, we've talked a little bit about what a constitution is, what it does, why it matters. But now we want to get into a little bit of what it actually set up. And one of those things that I think can be a little confusing is it made our government something called a republic. Mm -hmm. So just to start with a really basic question, what does it mean to be a republic? Oh, that's a good question. It's a tricky question, too, because a republic, you'd think, oh, well, we're a democracy. Well, kind of, but really, it's better to call us a republic. Um, And so that we're like, well, so what's the difference between a republic and a democracy? Well, I think the best definition of a republic ever came from Abraham Lincoln, which isn't a big surprise because he was kind of the best at everything. Um, In the Gettysburg Address, He said that our country was a country of government of the people, by the people, and for the people. That's what a republic is. Um, It actually comes from, republic actually comes from Latin. Um, It basically translates into the public affair. So that's what a republic is. And the idea, if you think about 
um, government in the Middle Ages with kings and queens, a lot of times the thinking was is that the, the king owned the country just like you'd own your house or your car. That this was um, something that he owned and when he died, he passed it on to his son mm -hmm. or daughter. And that is what a republic is different than because the republic says no, 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 you don't own the country, the people own the country. And so well, doesn't that just sound like a democracy? Well, there's a difference. So imagine if you have 10 of your friends uh, together in a room and you take a vote that, okay, we are going to vote to take the stuff of these four people. We're going to take all their stuff and we're going to keep it for ourselves. And six of you vote yes and four of you vote no. Now, in a straightforward democracy, six get what they want. But in a republic, we would say no, because the four are part of the people as well. You can't just take all of their stuff. Everything you do as a government has to be done for everybody. It can't just favor the majority that happens to be in charge. So republics, democracy is part of a republic. But republics are also much more than that because the idea is, is that there's only certain things the majority is allowed to do. That is an excellent description. I think it makes it a lot easier to understand. So, and you kind of touched on this a little bit, but our founders, they had a lot of things to choose from when they were choosing a type of government. And these were smart people who knew a lot about history. So why did they choose a republic? Well, that's a great question. Um, they really kind of had no choice. <laughs> um, if you think about a government, and listen, if you go back to the Middle Ages or go back to England in the 1700s, England was not a republic. England had, um, they had a king and they had what was called a house of lords where all the barons sat. So if you were a duke or um, a baron or, you know, a viscount or whatever, you would sit in the House of Lords. And then they had the House of Commons where the people who owned property had representation. So England had a mixed system uh, where you had uh, the nobility, the common people and the king. So if you think about the United States in 1776 with the Declaration of Independence, we get rid of our king. And obviously we don't want another, we did not want another king. We did not want to go back to another king. Um, and then another peculiar thing about the United States at that point was we didn't have no nobility. The King of England never made anybody the Baron of Philadelphia or the Duke of Delaware or anything like that. So we have no king, we have no nobility. Uh, who do we have? Well, it's right there, the first three words of the Constitution, we the people. So, and America was always unique in that way too, um, because Americans back then, I mean, nowadays there's people who are super rich, um, you know, like Jeff Bezos and Mark Zuckerberg are insanely rich. But back then, you know, there were rich people and there were poor people, but there wasn't a lot of difference between the rich and the poor, not like there is today. Um, and so Americans were more equal in their circumstances then. So it just made sense for them to have a republic. And, you know, the Americans who overthrew the King of England because he had violated our rights were never going to be satisfied with any kind of government that could possibly do that again. And the feeling was, well, what's the best way to protect the people's rights? Well, ultimately, 
put the people in charge. So that's sort of how we ended up with a republic. Okay. And I know there's a, a famous story of after the Constitutional Convention, when they decided on a republic, um, someone asked Benjamin Franklin what kind of government we were going to have. And he said, a republic if you can keep it. What does that mean? Oh, yes. Uh, that's a great, great story. Um, and, and Franklin was, it's just such a classic Benjamin Franklin story. Um, so, the, you know, republic, a, a republic is a hard type of government. Um, it I, The way I like to think of it is if you imagine yourself as, again, go back to the Middle Ages. What is your job as a, as a, as a citizen? All you have to do is whatever the king tells you to do. If the king tells you to jump, you jump. If the king tells you to sit down, you sit down. But in a republic, which as Lincoln said, was government of the people, by the people. So that's an important idea, by the people, which means that the people actually rule. And you, that might sound weird because, you know, I'm not in Washington, D.C. writing laws right now, and neither are you. But we rule in the sense that we elect people to go do that. So we have to do the work. If we don't elect good people uh, who are going to do the right things, then our government is not going to be a republic. It could very easily slip into something like uh, what we might call a democratic tyranny, where the six take everything from the four. Mm -hmm. um, and that's really what Franklin was getting at. Like to, to, to be in a republic actually means that each one of us as citizens is kind of in charge and we have to um, be attentive to that and we have to make sure uh, that we elect good people. And so that's really what Fra it's in other words, in a republic, it's always up to the people. That's what he meant. It, a republic, if you can keep it, if you can do the work to make sure that the government is a good government, then you can keep it. Yeah, and it, like you said, that is it is hard work. And you've you've mentioned a couple of times the the famous quote from Lincoln of of the people by the people for the people. And I would love to dig into each of those a little bit more. So, how is a republic of the people? That's a great question. Um, so uh, again, I would say if you go back to the Middle Ages, mm -hmm. like why? So you know, you, you see you go to Westminster and you see this guy with this big cape and this big crown and all these people are tending to him and you say okay well why is this guy in charge uh and and they until very recently they would say oh i've been appointed by god almighty to rule that's who's chosen me but if you look at our country today and you say you go up to joe biden and you say why you Biden would say, I was elected by, I was, I, I was elected well, by the people, but where does all power come from in the United States of America? It comes from the people. It doesn't come, we don't say, oh, he gets to rule because God's picked him. He gets to rule because the people have chosen him. So of the people means that the people are the source of all governing power in a republic, not the monarch by being picked by God, but of the people means the people are the source of all authority. Again, those first three words in the Constitution are probably the most important words in the entire document. We the people, we the people of the United States, that's where power comes from. 
Okay, so that's of the people. And you mentioned this a little bit, but what about by the people? What does that by, mean? Yeah, so by the people means that, so power comes from us, right? And the people elect representatives. So if you imagine like where power comes from, almost like imagine kind of maybe an electrical charge, right? So if you, you can do this with your friends, you know, like if you like rub the balloon on your head or somewhere to like rub your feet on a carpet or something with your socks on and then go up to your friends and zap them like that's like the actual electricity transferring from you to your friend that's sort of what elections are elections the idea behind elections are the people have all the power by by the under the constitution the people hold all of the power and they choose to give it to this person or to give it to that person. And then when that person makes choices, he's acting on behalf of the people, but he's chosen the act of election is what by the people means. So power comes from us. We are the source of authority. So that's of the people. And then by the people means we pick this person or that person and they work on our behalf. Okay. And I'm sure you can guess my next question. <laughs> that leads us to for the people. For the people, right. So the idea there is that, you know, return to that example I gave earlier about, you know, your 10 friends, six of you can't just gang up against the four of you because mm -hmm. the four of you are part of your little friend group. And so it goes in the United States. The goal and the purpose of a republic is not for the majority of people to take everything from a minority of people. The goal in a republic is to find things, find government policies that work for the entire community. Everybody is supposed to be bene to benefit from government policy. Government is supposed to be for everybody, not for this group, against that group. So that that's what for the people means. It's not for this group and not that group. It's for everybody, for all of the people. That's what Lincoln meant by that. Okay, and so back to our public, if you can keep it, how are we doing? Uh, not great. I mean, I think we're doing okay. Um, if you, you know, it's funny. I really like uh, to study uh, the periods of American history that often get forgotten, um, you know, because, you know, usually like when you're in, you're in school, you learn about the American Revolution and you learn about Thomas Jefferson and James Madison, and then you learn about the Civil War. And then a bunch of stuff happened and then we had World War One. And I really like that period uh, where a bunch of stuff happened because that's the sort of stuff that people forget. And, and the reason we forget it is because yeah, they weren't doing so great mm -hmm. uh, during what was often called the Gilded Age. You know, there, there's the forgotten presidents. You know, everybody knows Lincoln, but not as many people know Rutherford Hayes, right? They're the forgotten <laughs> yeah. presidents. So there have been times when, when we haven't done really well. Um, and I, I think nowadays, I think we could be doing better. Um, I think one of the things that uh, the founders would say, and I think Lincoln would say this as well, is that Republicans and Democrats and liberals and conservatives really are being too mean to each other, I think. Mm -hmm. um, there's this great line from Jeff Thomas Jefferson was elected president in 1800. And back then, the two major political parties, they were called the Federalists and the Republicans. And they were different than Republicans than today. It was a different political party. Today, we remember them as the Democratic Republicans. Okay. But back then, they just called them the Republicans. And it was a time of just really nasty partisanship. Mm 
Jefferson had this great line. He said, uh, all differences of opinions are not differences of principle. We have been called by many names, but we are all Federalists and we are all Republicans. And I think that's a big thing we need to remember today. Um, I just really feel like Republicans just, it's not just that they disagree with Democrats, it's that they hate Democrats. Um, and Democrats, it's the same way. It's not just that they disagree with Republicans, but that they hate them. And that is not a good attitude for for a republic. We need to remember that we're all citizens and we're all equal uh, and that the goal of our government is to find policies that we can all live with, which means that ultimately we have to find common ground. That's what a republic is about. A republic is about a common ground. And I just don't think there's there's too many people these days who don't want common ground. They, they think about politics as like war. There's always... They always, when people talk about politics, they always say, oh, well, we're going to take back our country or we're going to defeat our enemies. And it's like, well, this is not war. This is about politics. It's not war. And I think we just need to be a little nicer and a little kinder and a little more charitable to other people, um, which is probably true of most eras. But I really think that this has been a, a real problem lately for, for our country. There's just too much hating on the other side, which is not good for a republic, I think. Yeah, because like you said, a republic is about making something that works for everyone. So if we we can't have a conversation and find out where we still agree, it's hard to find that common ground. And we talked a lot about compromise, um, you know, in creating the Constitution too. people didn't get exactly what they wanted, but found something that that would work for them. Exactly. Oh, that's such a good point. Um, you know, they and and look, when they were making the Constitution, they got really mad with each other. So it, does, it doesn't mean you know, politics is not supposed to be always oh, all sit down for tea and we have, you know, a conversation, you know, politics can be rough and tumble. That's OK. And they got mad at each other and they said some things they probably regretted later on. Mm -hmm. But, you know, they they stuck it out uh, and they did find they found common ground. And that is something that I, I feel like today people really don't aren't as interested in doing, you know, like somebody that you disagree with, you know, keep talking until you can find a point like, oh, well, we actually agree on this point. Well, that's common ground. That's what we should be searching for. Yeah. So what is the most important thing for us to remember about our republic? I think the most important, so this relates to what we were just talking about. I think the most important thing about our republic is that we're actually in charge. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a lot of times we complain, like, Grown-ups, adults will complain about coming. Oh, they're all bums. Oh, they're all terrible. Or, oh, you know, this he, he this president's the worst and that president's the worst. And, you know, we forget we actually elect these guys. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and so we end up kind of, we end up getting the, we end up getting the government we deserve. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's one thing for, um, you know, again, if you go to England in the Middle Ages, like, oh, Edward II, he's a bum. I can't stand this guy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, okay, I can appreciate that because you didn't have any role in picking Edward II. Mm -hmm. Edward II became king because he was son of Edward I. But in America, uh, you know, if you don't like the way things are going, you it's up to you to fix it. Um, and, I, you know, that we, we were talking about Benjamin Franklin. That's really what he was getting at. You know, we're in charge. It, it, and if it doesn't seem like we're in charge, then 
that might be because maybe we're not paying as much attention as we should be, which is, I think, another thing we as a country could do better. We, we need to pay more attention to what our government actually does. We need to keep a better eye on them. We need to remember that, you know, again, those first three words of the Constitution, we the people, we are actually in charge. And the government is going to reflect the decisions that we make when we go and vote. And so we better vote for good people. And if we don't do that, we shouldn't expect good government. That is extremely, extremely important to remember. Jay, thank you so much for uh, joining us today. This was a perfect overview of what it means to be a republic. Thanks, Amelia. Thanks for having me. America, land of the free. So there you go. That's what it means to live in a republic. Like Lincoln said, it's a government of the people, by the people, for the people. The people own the country and are in charge of it. And it means that the country is for everybody, not just the people in charge. And because we have that power and freedom, it's also a lot of hard work to make sure that we're picking the right people who are making the right choices for everyone. And if we're going to run this country together, we have to talk to each other and work together. That's what living in a republic is all about. We're going to be digging into what some of the other ideas in the Constitution mean in the weeks to come, and I can't wait to share that with you. Distributed by FCB Radio Network.